Tonight, I want to, if you're new with us on Sunday nights, we're, we're sharing on what we're calling the most important part of your daily life, and we call this worship. We're just identifying that as the most important part of, of our life is worship. And tonight, we're going to talk about several different aspects of this truth, and I trust it'll be a blessing to you. We're going to weave in some songs and, and some worship. We, that's why our worship team is still with us here on the platform. And uh, again, I thank you for coming. There was uh, other things you could have done tonight. Thank you for letting your neighbors see, uh, 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 you know, the taillights of your car pulling out tonight. So praise the Lord. Father, we just want to thank you right now for speaking to us. We uh, have gathered to minister to you, and we ask you as we minister to you, would you open the windows of heaven and minister to your people tonight? Would you draw us close? Would you speak clearly to our hearts? We want to thank you, Lord, for all you're going to do in this evening's service. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, I want to discuss with you spiritual weapons of worship, spiritual weapons of worship. God has given to you as a believer at least three primary weapons for you to use in your spiritual journey. I want to highlight each one. The first one I want to talk about is the Word of God, the Word of God. In John 1.1, the Scripture says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word, as you know there, is the word logos, and it makes reference to Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We, we see in this passage, of course, that Jesus is the living Word, and the Scripture is the written Word of God. So when you read the Word of God, something's going to happen in your life. If you honor it, instead of you just going, well, I'm just going to see if I, something strikes out at me, I'll just buzz through the Word. Don't do it like that. Read it with clear motives, with a clean heart with a prepared heart, and God will speak to you. Praise God. The Scripture is the written Word of God. John 14, 23, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching, Jesus said, and my Father will love them, and he will come to them and make our home with them. Wow. Obedience is tied to what? The Word. And my Father, because of what we do, he said, my Father will love you and come and be with you. God means as much to you as his word means to you. Just and what that is and no more. The word has divine energy in it. The word, may I illustrate, builds faith or releases faith. The word releases faith. You're familiar with the scripture. We speak it often here, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The, the message that you see there, uh, the other translation that's used is faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Now hearing, if you were to parse what those words mean, hearing is way different than listening. Hearing is an attitude of aroused interest and attention. Over and over, the word must be heard and honored. Let's sing about the word tonight.
What an amazing song that is. Sing them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. That's what we need. We need more of that and less chaos in our minds, in our spirits. The Word also gives health. Some of you are here tonight that need not only a touch physically, but you'd like to know about divine health. You know, walking in divine health is way better than being healed. Divine health is a marvelous thing, the blessing of God. Psalm 107, verse 20, He sent His Word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Could I ask you, how many of you would say tonight, at some moment in your life, God has touched you and extended your life? Would you raise your hand if it's true? Many of you. Almost all. Isaiah 55, 11, so is my word, God says, that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. One of my favorite passages of Scripture regarding divine health is found in Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 22. I recommend, if you're not well in body, that you take heed to what this passage says. My son, attend to my words. Could you think what that means, attend to my words? I want you to picture someone reading a medicine bottle that's very small font, and you're going, I want to make sure I don't take the wrong kind of dosage. I'm reading it and trying to figure out how many, you know, and you're going to be very careful because this could, you know, affect you dramatically. Amen. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. See the, the importance of having the word in front of your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. In other words, the psalmist and, and, the, and, the, and the book of Proverbs makes it easy to see that there's, there's things that, you remember the parable Jesus taught about the word. The devil comes quickly to steal the word, right? Steal the seed immediately out of the ground as soon as it's been sowed. And tonight we need to understand that. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Now notice this is the important verse. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now the word health, if you study what that word means, it means medicine. So just make a note next to, next to that word in your Bible. The word of God is medicine to all their flesh. So the word of God will keep you well, establish you, give you strength. But the word also gives new birth, new birth. In 1 Peter 1.23, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. In other words, the seed can't die through the living and enduring word of God. So the word is likened to seed that cannot be affected by anything else. It's imperishable. But we know the word also gives light. Psalm 119, 130, the unfolding of your words gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. Sometimes people live their life and they go, I don't, I don't know what to do next. I'm not sure how to handle these choices and so forth. The word gives understanding. Well, the word also gives victory. It gives victory to people who want. When we talk about health and the power of the word, we have to connect all these dots. Psalm 119, 111, 
I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. If you have to memorize some scriptures, I hope you do memorize the word frequently in your life. This is a great one. I've hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin. What does the word sin mean? It means to miss the mark. It means to go the wrong direction. How easy is that? All right. Notice what he says. 1 John 2.14, I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. And I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. And I write to you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. The word gives you victory in many areas of life, but this is a wonderful truth to think about. So we have the word as one of the three weapons that God has given. A second weapon is the name. The name. The name of Jesus. So let's think for a moment about the power of Jesus' name. Peter and the disciples were going into the temple at the noon hour, Acts 3 and 6. Peter said to the beggar, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. The energy of the name created power in a man's legs who could not walk. That's an amazing thing to think about, the power of the word of Jesus, the name of Jesus. But then we think of the authority, the authority of Jesus' name. You may be in a situation where you sense the devil's presence. There might be fear. There might be... A, you might be in a sticky predicament. Sometimes that's happened on overseas trips where you're in a predicament where you go, hmm. I remember taking a trip and, and a, a man who I'd never met was assigned to pick us up in a foreign country. And uh, we got off the plane, went through customs, and we're looking, looking, looking. There's nobody there. Now you go, what in the world are we going to do? Don't have a phone number. Don't have anything. Just say, Lord Jesus, you see us here. We call on your name. Send the... Send whoever's picking us up. Have them get here now, you know. Anyway, praise God. And as you can see, that eventually happened. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here tonight. But praise the Lord. In Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus came to them and said, All authority. Say that with me. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus said. Therefore, go, and this is your, your mission and mine, to make disciples, followers of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 16, verse 15 and following, Jesus said to them just before he left the earth and ascended into heaven, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those that believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Verse 18 says they will pick up snakes with their hands. That doesn't mean there's going to be snake handlers. It means like, like Paul when he came on the island of Malta, that when a snake bit him and they, it was a poisonous viper, he shook it into the fire, and it, uh, it did not affect him in the least. I was referring to things like that that happen. And if somebody gives you deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, the believing ones will, and they will get well. 
Amen. So tonight, the scripture reminds us about the name of Jesus. In Ephesians 4, 27, do not give the devil a foothold. A foothold. You know, what that really means, a word picture tonight is, do you remember Doolittle's Raiders? I was looking through our note, my notes and remember that Jacob DeShazer, one of the original Doolittle Raiders, was here, from the, here in our church on the 4th of July a number of years ago. He was one of the last living uh, men that flew on that mission to bomb Japan. And in that, we didn't have a landing field in between here and Japan, between the West Coast and Japan, so they sent an aircraft carrier out, and they trained these B-24 bombers to fly off the deck of an aircraft carrier, and even though they didn't have a lot of gas or, or, or weaponry, they were using that aircraft carry as a landing strip. And here the devil, the Bible says, don't give the devil a landing strip. In other words, a chance to get at you from a closer proximity. You So it's our job to prepare ourselves accordingly. So praise God. I'm so thankful for the name of Jesus tonight. We've gathered to worship him. Sing with us, why don't you, as we sing and honor the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's life in his name tonight. Let's just, we're going to sing another song that reminds us about that. And our objective tonight is to worship Jesus as we sing this song. Join us. His name is Master, Savior, Lion of Judah, blessed Prince of Shepherd, fortress, rock of salvation, Lamb of God is He. Lord. 
Lift your voice and praise his mighty name right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the authority of your name. Thank you for the power that's in that blessed name. Lord Jesus, for anyone here who needs your touch, in Jesus' mighty name, we believe you for it right now, that you would touch your people once again. Hallelujah. 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 I love the scripture. You may be seated, please, in Hebrews 13 and 15. What a great scripture this is. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. What is the, what is the action word in that verse that defines what our activity should be day to day? Let us give praise, but notice those key, that key word, continually, continually. There's a school lesson here for all of us for victorious life. You know, if you continually praise God and thank Jesus for who he is, the devil can't stand in that atmosphere. He hates that atmosphere. You know, you're reminding the enemy of what Jesus has won for you in the, in the battles on Calvary and in the garden for you. And you know, when after you've whooped somebody, the last thing the, the, the loser likes to do is hear about that again and again and again and again. When you offer Jesus praise, the devil flees from that atmosphere. He does not want to stay around. You know, in the presence of Jesus, there's glorious release. Hallelujah. So we see the three weapons that God has given us are the word, the name, and then we see that precious thought about the blood. Let's talk about the blood for a moment. You know, the gospel is given to us as a revelation of righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21, the Bible tells us God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now think about that. He, had ne he knew no sin, meaning he had never experienced sin, never one time had Jesus ever experienced sin, and yet all of the sin of all of the heinous, terrible things, the crimes against humanity for all of eternity was heaped upon. Can you imagine the stench, the heaviness, the wickedness of all of that? He who knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So Romans 10.10 10 says, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So tonight we praise God. Our thinking about righteousness is vital to our freedom in Christ. Oh, the devil is after me all the time anymore. People sometimes say they'll come to the altar. You can't believe what the devil's doing to me. Come on, are you serious? You would even say that? It's, it's better to say, we've been in a few attacks, we've been under a few battles, but you know what? I believe what God says about Jesus. I believe what he says. Let me just quote one scripture in Romans 5 and 9. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved? You know, the word saved doesn't just deal with salvation, about being, having a, you know, insurance about in your pocket about going to heaven. Being saved also means delivered from attacks of darkness. It means deliverance. And so we realize the scripture is plain. 
How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? What Jesus has done for us is a fantastic, unbelievable thing. Praise God. There's a song we're going to sing tonight that is a testimony of what Jesus has done for you on the cross. I hope you know the song. Sing it with us, won't you? There is a fountain with love drawn from song embodies. Thank you so very much. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, John the Revelator banned on the Isle of Patmos for the gospel. He said, then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down, and they triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. 
Praise God. When you think about what the, what the Word reminds us of tonight, that the, 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 the enemy is silenced by our praise of Jesus' victory. Ephesians 1, 7, in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So we see the spiritual weapons of worship. Now, tonight, before I close, I want to just highlight another aspect of our worship, and that's that praise silences the enemy. Praise silences the enemy. I'm not going to ask you how many of you have heard the enemy's voice, maybe in the night, maybe when a pain hits your body and you don't know, you say, what in the world? It looks like maybe the big one's coming. All kinds of things. We all, we all have to face him. But I want to remind you tonight that praise will stop the oppression of the enemy and silence him. Did you hear me? The Bible says he will silence him. So praise should ever be on our lips. Psalm 8, 1 and 2, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou might still the enemy and the avenger. You go, how in the world could that happen? What is a little infant? How is an infant able to praise? He's referring to little baby Christians, little baby children that learn how to give praise to the Lord can silence the enemy. Praise God. Let's remember that. You know, the Bible says about Elizabeth when she was pregnant with John the Baptist, when Mary walked into the room and greeted her, the glory of God hit that baby and he was filled with the Holy Spirit in the womb, the Bible says. Amen. You'll find that in the gospel. So I want to just remind you that that thing that people have in their stomach is not a blob. It is a baby, and it's living, and God's got plans for it. Just a word in passing. So in Matthew 21, verse 15, when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things that Jesus did, and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. Isn't it true today? People are trying to silence the people of God. I mean, just yesterday, the Supreme Court decided that, yes, the people of California can now worship. We give authority to the people of California. You can worship only 25% in the church, and you must wear a mask if you're singing or calling people to worship. Aren't you special, you Supreme Court people? <laughs> when God has ordained even from babies to be worshipers. You can't stop the people of God from praising the Lord. You can't do that by legislation. Do you hear what those children are saying? They asked him, yes, said Jesus. And he pointed them right back to the word. Didn't you ever read from the lips of children and infants? You, Lord, have called forth your praise. The children were praising him. They were doing the right thing. Praise is the ordained strength of God. But I want to remind you that praise is an essential element in victory. It's an essential element in victory. In Isaiah 61, verse 3, the Bible says he would provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair, or the King James Version says heaviness. You'll meet a lot of people like that, that are going through stuff, and they're heavy laden. God has ordained praise. 
Instead of the spirit of heaviness, we're to carry the garment of praise. They will then be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of the Lord. I just, uh, I can't, tonight as I think about the word, I can't help but say, how wonderful is Jesus? How powerful is his name? How glorious is the truth embodied in his glorious presence? And the people of God sometimes have let the enemy rob them by being discouraged about circumstances instead of saying, it's time to worship him. It's time to give him glory. Join us as we sing a familiar song. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Come to Jesus. like you are the king of kings and you have all authority and we praise you in advance of the victory for what you have promised you would bring and we thank you Jesus for the strength of your great name that you silence the enemy through our praise hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Let me just share a few more things with you before we conclude the service tonight. Praise leads the believer in triumph. Can you visualize triumph in the middle of what you're going through tonight? Can you visualize it? Can you see a victory happening in the middle of what you're facing? Praise God for it. Psalm 106, 47, save us, Lord our God, and gather us from the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. You know, victory is the accomplishment of the defeat of the enemy, and triumph is the celebration of that victory. We praise God for that. I love Colossians 2.15, and having disarmed powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be to God, who always, would you say always, he always leads us in triumph and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. 
Is there anything that looks difficult for you tonight that you're facing? Some cloud on the horizon? Some thunderstorm you're in the middle of? Some difficulty with a loved one? With a financial burden or a health concern? Wow. Jesus is greater. Praise leads us in triumph. Tonight we celebrate that. Hallelujah. You know, you've got power in Jesus' name. Did you know that? Do you live that way? Do you live in declaration of that? I hope you do. Sing it with us. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got got the power in the name name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we are not defeated. We've got the power in the name. As I close tonight, I want to remind you that praise prepares us for miracles. Praise, say it with me, praise prepares me for miracles. Psalm 50, 23, those who sacrifice thanksgiving offerings honor me, and to the blameless I will show my salvation. I will show my salvation. King James Version said, Whoso offers praise glorifieth me. And to him who orders his conversation aright, or his manner of living correctly, I will show the salvation of God. Wow. Think about that. Finally, Acts chapter 16, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were notorious crooks, weren't they? They'd brought healing in the name of Jesus, and now they were thrown in jail, beat up, locked up like criminals. That's happening around the world in many cases. But they were praying instead of moaning. They were singing to God at midnight. The other prisoners were listening to them. I have an idea that they sang so, their voices were so crusty they couldn't help but, you know, You heard them all. I mean, they were loud voices. And suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And at once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone, would you say everyone? Everyone's chains came loose. If you study history, if you study what historians say about this passage, that night, when the the earthquake hit the jailhouse, It didn't affect any other part of that region, but just that jailhouse. And that night, praise attracted the touch of God. Everyone's chains fell off. I want to tell you, God is delighted when you praise him, especially in the midnight hour. Scripture reminds us to be still and know that I am God. Just, Just be still and know. I got it under control. I got it under control. 
How many of you have a challenge tonight? You'd lift your hand and say, you know what? I'm, I'm going through something. I need God's touch tonight. Would you raise your hand if that's true? As we close the meeting, I just want to tell you God is concerned about that which you face. And we're worshiping him as being our victor in the fight. And instead of panicking about this matter, it's important just to rest in, this, in the facts. Know that I am God, he says. Let's sing about that. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I tonight in your life, I'd like you just to stand, and we're going to believe God in this atmosphere that God is going to minister to you in a special way. It may be a physical thing that you're dealing with. It may be a, a battle that's in your business or in your, in your in, in loved one's life. Tonight, we're just standing as a declaration of our confidence that he's got this under control, and praise prepares us for miracles. Whoso honoreth me... God said, I will, whoever glorifies me, I will show them my salvation. In the middle of the storm, just take a moment right now. We're going to thank him for healing us. If you see someone standing nearby and you're, you've got faith to believe for, for the moving of the Spirit through you, why don't you just lay your hand upon that person and just say, in the name of Jesus, set him free. In the name of Jesus, do what you alone can do. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, release your healing presence. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare your greatness. Oh, God, we come against the powers of darkness that would like to hinder and hamper the movement of your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord, for moving tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the one who came in here with a terrible headache. In Jesus' name, release him and let him go. Right now, we, we bind at that attack in Jesus' name. And whatever the cause of it was, we command it never to come back again. For someone who's come in with arthritic conditions in their body, in the name of Jesus, we pray you'd loose them and let them go tonight. 
for the one who's battling cancer in their body. In Jesus' name, we command that cancer to leave that body. We put it under feet. We have power in the name of Jesus, and we declare it canceled in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. You're going to show your salvation just like your word says. Thank you, Lord, for sending a, a violent earthquake tonight so the powers of darkness have got to flee. And we thank you, Lord, that the separation of the people of God from difficulties is going to happen. And we worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For people that have come with a, they're battling another person, they've got something going on between two people that both of them love God, but there's a battle going on in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Lord, for the spirit of unity to hit this situation and bring your life to this matter. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you sent forth your word and heal them, and we receive that tonight. We receive that tonight. We receive it tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I am the God that healeth thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word and healed your disease. I am the time I am the God that he take a moment as we transition this service to say thank you Lord thank you Lord your word has gone forth instructing us yes. you've told us what is ours you've told us of the power of your name of your word and the blood thank you for your healing presence thank you that you've ordained praise to be the tool that will silence our enemy. Thank you, Lord. We appropriate your promises. And tonight, in some cases, there's been manifestation already where people can discern that something has changed. And in other people's lives, it'll, it will happen as a matter of course, maybe by the time they get to their home, 
Maybe by the time they wake up in the morning. But we are living in expectancy, Lord. We're living in faith. You said the righteous people of God are to live by faith. And so, Lord, by faith, we claim your promises tonight. And now we just say thank you. I want to thank you for healing people that have come in with battles, with scars, with wounds, with sickness and symptoms. In the name of Jesus, we just say thank you, Lord. You've been, you're good for your promises tonight, and we celebrate what you have said. We stand on it and declare it to be our marching orders. And now we pray your blessing, O oh God, upon each one. Your every home represented will be a place where worship is flowing continuously from our lips to you, Lord Jesus. And we want to thank you for helping us to be those people that will be doers of the word and not just a hearer only. I thank you, Lord, for blessing this afterglow time as we fellowship with the Weber family and Joe and, and all the others. And thank you for ministering to each need. And we thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be together on this special night, the first Sunday night in February 2021. Who knows, this could be the last night. That trumpet could sound in the middle of the night tonight, and if that were to happen, how happy we would be that we would leave this world behind and go to be with you forever and ever like Enoch. Hallelujah. We know that you're coming just as sure as your promises are there, and we, we declare, Lord, we are looking for your coming. Have, a, have your way with all of us. Guide and direct us. We thank you, Lord, for a great night in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.